1: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. How are you? It's one of those days I just started going, this podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> and I was like, Ryan's like, no, this is the beginning of the
2: podcast. We're doing that first. We're doing oh, the ads uh, in a minute. Good Lord, boom, My
1: good. goodness. We're going to get to Alexander Ludwig. If you're here for him, please just listen here. And uh, I would say if you'd like the podcast today, all I ask is like, hey, let's give this guy a shot. let us li- Let's subscribe. To Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum and listen because he, you know, we like the interviews. We like what he gets out of people. So I hope you'll do that. Subscribe on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify, pretty much everywhere, and write a review. That really helps the podcast. And another thing are our handles. You could follow us and find out what's up with the old inside of you podcast. And the handles
2: are right. At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That is correct. Yes.
1: Correct. Yes. Um I want to say, first of all, thank you for everyone for coming out uh, to see me play music on March 5th, last Saturday. It meant a lot to me. You know who you are. I appreciate it. Congratulations to all the winners of prizes. Um, Also, you can go to the Inside of You online store, Smallville Signed Lunchboxes, Me and Welling Signed Lunchboxes, Autographed Pictures of Lex, Inside of You mugs, Inside of You tumblers, shirts, all that stuff is at the Inside of You online store. You can also go to sunspin.com. And uh, you could book a zoom with me. You could um, buy some cool swag mm-hmm. uh, band swag and follow us at Sunspin at Sunspin band on all the handles, I believe it is. Um, but that really is it. And of course, I couldn't do this without, without my lovable patrons. If you want to give back to the podcast, go to patreoncom inside of you. I will write a message right after you join within a few days. Thanking you and welcoming you to a wonderful community so patreon.com slash inside of you this guy on the podcast today really needs no introduction uh, i mean ryan <laughs> well, I, why wanted to you do it anyway i, I really enjoyed him yeah I, I really did enjoy him and i learned a lot about alexander ludwig mm. um country artist which he, he's great mm-hmm. he really sounds like he should be on the air yeah uh another thing i the show vikings mm-hmm. a big hit mm-hmm. he was one of the leads in vikings and now his show on stars called heels with our good buddy stephen Amel. right so we had to get him on here and he really opens up he opens up about uh alcoholism uh-huh. drug addiction things like that and uh, i think you're going to really enjoy this so without further ado let's get inside of alexander Ludwig. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. You there, bud?
0: What's going on? Can you hear me?
1: Fucking A-Rights, I could hear. Yeah, I'm trying to be Canadian right now fucking right then hey, My my buddy's uh Chris Pronger name drop but he's uh, he plays for the St. Louis Blues he's he's from Dryden Ontario and he, they just put his jersey in the rafters last night you know and no way and he gave a speech wow. and then he downed an entire beer like a true Canadian in front of all like 30,000 people <laughs> he just downed a beer right.
0: Chris Pronger dude that I I remember uh watching him play as a kid He's amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. He was chippy. Chippy, weren't you? I know he's listening. He listens to the podcast every once in a while. He
0: was always the guy that you wanted to be when you played the video games. Oh,
1: Rather yeah, in the to, NHL. I wanted Chris
0: stronger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tough, you could just destroy people. You know who's a yeah. fan of yours? Another ho- hockey buddy of mine. I told you about, Burnsy. Uh Burns. Brent Burns yeah. from San oh, Jose.
0: Man, he's such a beauty. He's He he did a cameo on Vikings. Right. Yeah. Uh, So we kept in touch a little bit. He's just, what a a good, I love when people, I love when good things happen to good people, you
1: know? Yeah, he was a big fan and he just got to be on Vikings. It was like a dream for him. He was so pumped. He loves that show. He's like, you know, Alexander, by the way, I was thinking about this because I haven't really heard someone say your name, but like I think of Ludwig, Ludwig van Beethoven. So I think he's got to go by Alexander Ludwig.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was actually my like my great 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 grandfather.
1: No, he wasn't. You fuck. <laughs> I'm like, how's that possible? His first name was Ludwig, not yeah. his last oh, yeah, name. <laughs>
0: that's true. That's true. I'm just an idiot. That didn't even work.
1: No, um, I, it kind of worked. You, you still almost got me.
0: People, people ask me how I, um, how I pronounce my name, and I still don't know. Like everyone <laughs> says it differently. It's like my even my parents. Like sometimes it's Ludwig, sometimes it's Ludwig, sometimes it's Ludwig. Sometimes it's Ludwig. So I just say I kind of go in between. I
1: just say Ludwig. You say Ludwig. You know that's funny because I say Rosenbaum, and my dad just gets pissed off. I've talked about this. Hold on, I'm just making fixing shit. But my dad says, "What's your name?" I go, "Michael." He goes, "No, your last name." I go, "Rosenbaum." He goes, "Your last name's Rosenbaum." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "It's Rosenbaum." I go, look, buddy, I'm not saying, hey, I'm Michael Rosenbaum to everybody. I'm just going to say it's yeah. Rosenbaum. It's, you throw it away. Throw it away. Ludwig. I'm Alexander Ludwig. <laughs> he gets so pissed. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I
0: mean, my dad always just be, he also like, he would always, I think it's maybe that generation, too. Like, my dad, my dad always said, um, you know, your name is not Alex. It's Alex. I named you Alexander, you know, for a reason, right? Right. And, like, my buddies would be like, hey, Alex. His name's Alexander. You know, mm-hmm. or like, but now I mean, now it's whatever. I you know, some people call me Xander, some people call me Z, some people call me Alex. It, you know, I've given up.
1: Can I call you? uh I'll call you Wig. What's up, Wig? No, I didn't. Wig? Wig.
0: People
1: call me Luddy. Luddy Ludwig. Yeah. Hey Lud, yeah. what's up?
0: Yeah, Lud. Yeah.
1: I love yeah. it. I love it. You know, are you in? You're in Canada right now?
0: No, I'm in Atlanta.
1: You're in Atlanta. What do you film? Are you allowed to say?
0: No, yeah, no. Uh, we're, I mean, I moved here when we did Heels because it's, it just, I just, I took a shot in the dark. And like one of my biggest regrets when I had Vikings was not buying a place in Ireland. And I was just like, you know what, regardless of whether or not Heels comes back, I love Georgia and like I love the South. So I'm going to move here and it's close to Nashville. So for music stuff, it, it made a lot of sense. So we just took a shot. And people thought we were crazy, and now that we're coming back, uh, we're geniuses.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got the place in Atlanta. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't realize this, but you really are a country boy. I mean, you ride horses, you uh you listen to country music, you play country music. I, I listened to your album and I was like, Holy shit, he really digs deep.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you so much. I like I <clears throat> I don't know how like it's not like I grew up on a farm. Uh, you know, I grew up in Vancouver or just, uh, just outside, but um, I spent all my, my, like my, just all my inspiration came from being outdoors and being like in the mountains and uh, my family and I would always go to Montana and, and ride there. And I, there's a dude ranch there. And I, I just, I fell in love with just that whole way of life because, and I think what I love about it so much is just to what it speaks to. Like, especially in our industry, we're always looking for like, I think the next win or the next thing. And it's just a reminder to like, just take a step back and just enjoy the little things and, and what actually matters in life. You
1: know? Yeah. Do you do that? Do you still to this day, are you someone who wakes up and goes outside, does something outside, outdoors? Are you always outside? Are you, cause I'm a little bit of a, what's it called Ryan? A uh, hermit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. I, I, kind of like, you know, I like staying in the house. It's hard to get me out unless I'm playing something competitive or a sport or something like that. I don't, you know, but I, I got to try and get out of my comfort zone this year and, and start to do more hikes and things like that. But what do you do to, to relieve stress and things
0: like, so what, like I, you know, funny. I skydive. That was like, um, I have my a license. So that's something that I would do, but when I'm under contract, I can't do that. So I, I love surfing, but I'm not in LA. So now, um, you know, we, I, I do, my, my dream is to always have a ranch. I've always wanted to have a ranch and um, um, preferably a ranch on the lake, which is a, this is a hard one to do, but yeah. that is, that is the dream. And, um, you know, I, when I first moved to Atlanta, we, like I was spending all my time outside building shit, and, you know, just trying to learn because I've never really had a place where I can do that. Uh, but now um, like, especially like these next couple of weeks, it's just been like, I I spent a week, like last week doing absolutely nothing for like the first time in a long time because I was just so burnt out and just like, I need to just turn it off. Um, But like, I'm usually like writing music or I love, I love being outside. I love hiking. Like I do love being in nature, but I wouldn't say that like hiking is my jam. Like I love like rock climbing or like just something where, you know, like I noticed that I've been spending too much time inside, so I went and did a jiu-jitsu class this morning. You know, Jesus. like stuff like that. So I try to get try to do stuff. Right. But um but yeah, not you know, it's it's difficult, you know, like with our life, it's there's just no structure. So it's really hard to to like be like, Okay, well I'm not working right now. So it's like I need to have my own plan and my own structure. So
1: Yeah. Have you ever not been in good shape? Every role I see you in, you're ripped. I mean, whether it's Vikings or whether it's heels playing the wrestler or whatever it is, you're always, you know, national champions. I mean, I can go on, but like, is it something that's just part of your routine? Like you have to work out because you just enjoy it or do you work out because it's part of your, you know, your career?
0: When I was in high school, I I was a really late bloomer. And I think that really kind of fucked me up mentally. Like, I think I didn't realize at the time, but I was like, you know, like, everybody's chasing girls and I'm just, just like, what the hell? Like, you know, what's going on?
1: Yeah. You know? No hair on the balls. Yeah. I, you know, I experienced like, the like same not, thing. Not
0: a, not a pube
1: inside. <laughs> <Not> a pu- <laughs> praying. I, <laughs> I used to pray for pubes. I swear to God, I go to bed at night and go, dear Lord, give me pubes. Yeah. Dear Lord.
0: <laughs> like Really though, like that shit messes you up as a kid. And it you know, does. especially when you're, when your friends are like amazing athletes that are, you know, and you know, I, I, and then when I finally hit you know, puberty, I, I think I, I, I got mono. So I lost like a ton of weight. And I think right after I got over that, I was like, I am, I am just making a serious lifestyle change. And I literally live in the gym. And I think ever since then, I felt so good. And I think ever since then, I just like, it's more just for mental health uh, than anything. Like, I just like, I like feeling good. Like, I just, I feel really like... You know, my head just gets really weird if I haven't exercised. You said um, your head
1: gets weird. Do you mean you get sort of down in the dumps, depressed yeah, oh, or anxious, yeah, like stress or,
0: anxious, or just like, you know, just, I'm, I just don't feel centered. Um, so I think that just working out has kind of always been just a part of my, my life. Uh, and I, you know, I miss sports and I miss, so I'm trying to find a way to do that. You know, it's hard, like with, with, you know, you, like with our industry, it's like, you're not really allowed to do anything that I really love doing, you know, when you're like on a series, like, I can't just like go skydiving or go climb something, you
1: know, it's like, wait a minute, you can't do that stuff, but you could throw your body around in a, in a wrestling ring and just destroy yourself, but you can't do that. You, you destroy yourself on our time, not on your time. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what happens? That's exactly what happens. They're paying you a lot of money. They yeah. want you to be, you know, be alive. They want you to be on set so they could destroy you. I mean, do you do a lot of your own shit? Like on the heels, by the way, guys, is on stars. It's uh it's awesome. It's like amateur wrestling, right? Yeah. And- yeah.
0: It's about what's well, that I mean, it's yeah, it's like it's about pro wrestling in, in small town Georgia and um, you know, these guys with with big dreams that wanna make it another small town. And um, you know, I've never I I wouldn't say that traditionally I was like brought up on it or or something that I was like crazy about, even though I didn't watch it as a kid. But um, that whole way of life is just so fascinating to me. Um, Just what these guys put their bodies and minds through for like, for their dreams is, is really inspiring. I mean, these guys, they use and abuse their bodies on a regular basis. They got no help and they're just driving from town to town just to, you know, it's, It's their version of the, of the NHL, right. Or or the NFL or whatever. So um, I became an actor to be able to tell stories about things that even I don't know about. So that was, that was really exciting. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, like, you know, it's so funny. I love when I hear actors go like, Oh yeah, like I do all my own stunts. I'm like, you're so full of shit, man. (laughs) There's one person in the world that does all his own stunts. That's Tom Cruise. But Tom, (laughs) Tom is a, is a certified stuntman. And, and, uh, you know, like when you get to that level, I think you can, you can demand certain things, you know, like, but for me, like I will happily do stunts, but it's, it's just, you know, um,
1: You're not an idiot. You know, when to walk away.
0: Yeah. And and also not to mention like, you know, this, like stuntmen make an adjustment on a stunt. So it's like when you, you know, like you want to look out for your, your fellow stuntman too. So, but like Steven and I talked about this and like, you can't really fake it when you're, when you're doing a show like heels, like you can't, you can't just like fake wrestling in the rings. Like most of that stuff we learned to do. And I would say 90% of it we did do, but there's certain things that, that, you know, we have incredible stunt guys do, like fall off of the the top of the cage. Like they're not letting us do that. There's just no way. And it'd be stupid of me to do that because we don't need to. It's probably hard to stop a Mel though.
1: Steven Stephen likes to do. He loves wrestling more than anybody, and for I, sure. I I know that he likes to do his own
0: stuff, and he gets injured and things like that. But he goes the extra mile, doesn't he? For sure, and that's one thing I loved about him too. Like, um, I didn't know what to expect when we first met each other, and you know, for me, I've always gone in, into like stuff just with the mindset of, um, look, we don't have to be best friends, but let's just show up and and put give a hundred and ten percent to everything we do, and remember how grateful we are. And Stephen was that and more, like he's a brother to me and I love him and he cared so much about this Um, you know that he's he's got such a soft spot for wrestling and he's such a massive fan of it so he was such an asset to me and we really pushed each other I think to just get the best performances possible I mean the last episode of Heels I swear to God the crew thought we killed each other because we we went all out and um, and I'm so grateful to have like just like you know a partner who would do that with me
1: do you like that? Do you like that intensity where you're like, I don't, is it a feeling of, I don't know if he's really serious right now, but I'm going to, you know, like you're keeping up, but almost like, are we fighting right now? Is he going, he's doing a little more than I thought he was going to do that we talked about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like we, like we did a take, we did a take. And I remember we looked, we saw it back and we were like, nah, like this isn't working. And we're like, all right, let's do one. Let's go all out on one. This is going to really hurt and it's going to suck. But let's do it. And he was like, hundred percent, let's go. And that was, I mean, that's fun as hell. And you feel like you just like went, went to war together or something, you know, Jeez. like, you're just like, wow, we, we really, we really did that.
1: Were you hurt? Did you get, what did you feel afterwards? Like, Oh my God, what hurt on you or him?
0: Um, oh man, dude. Like wrestling hurts your body in ways that you never could have, or that I could have expected. I mean, you're just sore everywhere. <laughs> and like, I mean, And it's always the things I I never would have expected that hurt like the, the crazy stunts don't hurt nearly as much as like like the simple bumps, like when you're just falling flat back and you're just like your bell is rung and you're just like, man, that was like it's like the weirdest feeling. Uh you really gotta go into it. Or I mean it's like it's like anything, I guess they'd say the same in football. It's like if you go in half ass, like that's when you get hurt. Right. You know, so like when you're tackling a guy or anything. So
1: So talking about that, because you get, you know, beaten and battered doing these things. And it's amazing how you kind of went all for it and just said, fuck it. And the producers are like, let's go. Don't hurt each other. Just, you know, but, you know, keep in mind, we've got another season, hopefully, to do here. And then you do it and then they get it. But Steven says he wants a plunge pool like you have. And he says he's serious. He wants you to promise him on the podcast right now that you'll hook him up.
0: All right, Stephen, I'll hook you up with a I know the owner, I, I was really lucky. I, I saw this thing on, online and I just, I was, uh, <clears throat> during COVID, like during our quarantine, I was so bored. And I was like, I want to talk to somebody who I'm like fascinated by. And Wim Hof was somebody who I just, I admire so much. The I don't know if you know anything about Wim Hof, but he's, called me him the Iceman. And he basically like invented cold plunge therapy. Um, and he, he basically, he's broken numerous world records. He does not get sick. They injected him with E. coli and his body beat it. I mean, he's fascinating. So I ended up getting on like, a, on, on like a live um, Instagram with him and sort of asking him all these questions. And um, I've always loved the cold water. It's like, I just feel like when you're in that much pain and you're like, you just, you have to go inwards and you have to kind of just like breathe through it. And it's really. How cold,
1: kind of, how cold are we talking about here? You plunge, when you plunge into this water, how cold is this water?
0: Yeah, so like I'm trying to think in I think my
1: well freezing's 32 degrees.
0: Okay, so like my, my plunge pool is at like 43 or 42.
1: And how long can you stay in this plunge pool?
0: Well, I did I did I did 15 minutes, which was way too long. I did 15 minutes and then I was just like shivering the whole day. So usually I try to do like five, five minutes um or so. You know, it's just like an ice bath. You know after a workout or something,
1: and you do this all the time.
0: I try, yeah. I mean, I try to right now. It's in, yeah, I had to, I moved it onto this like structure in the backyard, so I got to fill it back up again. But yeah, usually I try to do it like every day or every other
1: day, dude. I look at your all the stuff you've done. I mean, you know, you got heels, the Vikings, which was huge. You played Bjorn, right? Bjorn, yeah, and yeah. that was huge. Uh, Hunger Games, National Champions, Lone Survivor. You got them. You got all these things. First of all, I want to know with all these. You've worked with big actors. I mean, Sandler and Marky Mark, or uh, what's it? Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I always, I still think Mark. You fucking said Mark, Marky Mark before, and it got in my head. But Wahlberg, who I love, um, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. So there's got to be it of all these great actors or icons. Someone had to be an asshole. You can't work with guys that are just awesome all the time.
0: Dude, I, I just said this. I did, I did a, a podcast yesterday, actually, and I just said this same thing. And I, I, I stand by this, man. Like, whether it's Will Smith, Mark Wahlberg, um, Anthony Hopkins, you know, any of those, the people that I've been fortunate enough to work with, the one thing they have all had in common is that they are good people. And I mean really, really good people. I mean, they're businessmen, there's no doubt. Uh, but they treat everyone with respect and they're humble and um, and that that gave me so much hope because I realized that kindness does win at the end it really does you know like like I feel like most of the people who and I haven't really worked with assholes ever like I really mean that like I've I've usually been able to get I've worked with people who other people thought were assholes but I've never had that experience and I just feel like usually I, you can find some sort of commonality or a way to you know have some sort of camaraderie on, on anything you do but um, um, I just feel like sometimes it's the people who aren't where they want to be you know and, and uh, are lacking that gratitude that are really really frustrating.
1: The guys who you think know? they deserve more they, they certainly yes, deserve hundred percent
0: right. and I think um, all of those guys at the top have done something they're all so they're all so well-spoken and they have mastered themselves. And I think that, you know, some, some people always ask me like, Alexander, like, why do you do all this stuff? Or like, why do you speak what you do? And I'm just like, man, like in this business, you know, this too, like you have to master your emotions to survive. Like if you don't um, this business will eat you up because you know, it is so easy, especially when you're starting out, to compare yourself and to look around oh, yeah. and, and and feel less than. Um, and when you realize comparison is the thief of joy, and I'm going to put my horse blinders on and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and and not look left, not look right. Be grateful that I'm getting paid to do what I love. Uh, then the world is your oyster. And it's so much easier to preach it than live it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we all have our days. But Um, that's, that is the huge takeaway I've taken from all these people. is just an immense amount of gratitude and, um, you know, don't get, I mean, everybody has a bad day,
1: but but (laughs) there's no doubt. I'm sure Martin Lawrence had a bad day.
0: Dude, (laughs) Martin blew my mind. I mean, I've heard stories of of (laughs) Martin from back in the day. That man is, is really special. I I love
1: him. Did you ever see the movie life? He's genius.
0: Yeah, and he gave me the time of day like you never would expect. I remember when we finished Bad Boys, I, I bought them, I bought Will and Martin this like necklace that said like Bad Boys on it. It was this gold necklace that I had this like, this jewelry company engraved, you know, Bad Boys on. It. I gave one to Martin and one to Will. And Martin wore it to the rap party, you know, and wow. Just, yeah, you know, like he's just one, you know, he's just such a good dude. And his buddies that he's, his sister's amazing, the buddies that he surrounds himself with, they're all, so I don't know what he was like back in the day, but whatever, whatever it was, I I had nothing. I had nothing but incredible things to say about that man. He's just so lovely, and just was there to work.
1: I remember he I was uh, a guest on Conan O'Brien, and he was the main guest, and I was just sitting in my you know room, and kind of a little nervous, you know, right before. And all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door, and it opens up, and it's Martin Lawrence. I'm like, because I had told somebody, I'm like, oh, I'm a big Martin Lawrence fan, and he and he looks at me, he's like. He's a, Hey, man, what's up? And I go, hey, dude. He's like, hey, you do your thing on there, man. You do your thing on there. And I'm like, you know, he just came over, gave me a hug. And then I, I quoted the movie Life. And he go, I, I just said something like, oh, damn, Ray. I got my big toe caught in a bottle. And he just started laughing. He's like, what? How do you know that? You know, he just like is a random, random quote from this movie. And he was so sweet. That's why I thought, because I heard stories, too. But my meeting with him, he, he went out of his way to be kind. So I, I hear you.
0: I love that, and like imagine like then that's the other thing is like I think it's really important to hold judgment until you meet somebody in person because yeah like imagine if everyone was watching you all hours of the day. I mean, we've all had a bad day at a supermarket or at a fucking gas station. I mean, like we, you know what I mean. Like the difference is that this has become so public. I think um, I can't imagine that that kind of toll it would take on you. So I mean, I, I absolutely love. Marty Mar and I can't wait to work with him
1: again. Yeah. <laughs> you said some you said thief of joy comparing yourself to others is, is Yeah, is
0: comparison what? is the thief of joy.
1: Comparison is the thief of joy.
0: Yeah.
1: Boy, we you know, in this podcast we we definitely talk about comparing yourselves to other people and like why does he have that and why don't I have that and why I'm this and you know, we all do it, I've done it, and it's the thief of joy. I like well put, well put. Yeah,
0: I mean it's important, you know, it's so important to remember like even the shittiest days, man, there's somebody in the hospital with fucking COVID right now begging to be in our position, you know, or or cancer or anything. And, you know, I, I think it's natural to want more and to want to push yourself. Um, I always tell people trust that it's going to happen. Just never how you expect it to, or when you expect it to. Right. And, and, you know, enjoy that journey that, that is life. Cause Anything that I missed out on, um, looking back, it's the, it was the the blessing in disguise, you know, or anything I thought that was a bad experience, there really are no bad experiences because it makes you who you are now. Yeah. It's just perspective.
1: Yeah. And you're only 29. Is that right? Yeah. You're 29 years old. You seem like such an old soul. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like you've kind of lived in a lot of ways. I, I don't know if working in Ireland and kind of being thrown into that kind of you learned a lot I don't know what, what, yeah, what it is I mean,
0: my, all my friends were you know my whole life have been in their 40s and you know mid 30s or 40s or 50s because like, that's that you know I've been working since I was a kid so I think that that's just the kind of people I always gravitated to and then I think just by osmosis I started just picking up things and you know you kind of got to grow up quick in this in the, in this business um, as well but I certainly don't feel young anymore like, like you know what i mean like i i was just talking to my buddy the other day i'm like you know i'm about to be 30 and and again this is another thing like you gotta check yourself on this shit is like man i'm so I'm, I'm about to be 30 like aren't i supposed to be here it's like hold on hold on like stop putting these bullshit time time yeah. frames you know because we all have those that we, we have this clock in our head like oh man like i'm Oh, man, I'm 40. I'm
1: supposed to be here at 40. So yeah. you're, not. you're supposed to be exactly where
0: you are. Yeah, 49 here, buddy. I'm about
1: to be 50. <laughs> no, you're not. No, yeah, you're yeah, not. Yeah. I'm going to be 50 this year. Can you believe it? Uh,
0: no, you're so full of shit.
1: I swear to God, and I will say this. I don't dye my, my hair. I don't dye my hair. I get I get few grays. I feel like shit, but I don't have gray hair. I right?
0: actually don't believe you.
1: I swear to God, look, at, look at online. I'm 50. I mean, I could play 41 with makeup. Wouldn't you say, Ryan?
2: I would. I have more gray hairs than you. Yeah, Dude, I don't get a lot play, of gray hairs.
1: I don't work enough.
0: You can play thirty-five, <laughs> man. I, that's,
1: that's. I wish.
0: No. What?
1: I'm telling you. Are you looking it up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually looking up to see how old I am. I'm telling you, I'm, I'll be fifty. Dude,
0: that's. Fucking
1: yeah, I know, man. It's 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 pretty crazy. Hey, you've been. um You've been uh, doing this, like you said, since you were a kid, you've been doing, did your mother and father want you to act? Is it something that they've supported? Or is it something that they're like, you're not doing this?
0: It was actually the the latter. Yeah. They, I, my mom actually used to be an actress and, and uh, she was in Friday the 13th, part eight.
1: Get out.
0: Uh, yeah. I uh, you know, claim the fame and she's, That's she's really talented. And she, you know, I, she, I really wouldn't be here without her. Like she was, I told my parents that this is what I wanted to do when I was about nine. And they were like, um, no, there's no way we're going to There's no <laughs> way we're gonna do this. You're insane. But how I took it was that they believed I could do it and that's why they were scared. You know, like, like what if he gets success early? and What if this happens? You look at all these young kids who've had success um, and they get so messed up by it. Um, but fortunately, you know, I ended up, stealing my mom's phone calling her old agent asking for a meeting and uh you
1: called she, her old agent yeah, and yeah. asked for a meeting
0: yeah because i knew her name so i called her and i asked for a meeting
1: how I old think, are you at this point how old
0: at that point i was probably like 12 when i ended up doing it. or no i was no i was probably nine actually you were like, nine yeah. you
1: call your mom's right. agent say i want to be in yeah. friday the 13th part nine now what yeah. do you say what do you say to this agent
0: and I'm like, hey, like, my name is Alexander, and like I uh, want to be an actor, and I know you used to represent my mom, and like just give me a shot. Won't let you down. Um, and then she was like, fine. I, I guess I'll give this, you know, this kid a shot. And and I went out for my first audition ever, and I booked it, and it was um, a Harry Potter toy commercial awesome. called the Slime Chamber. And to date, it's the best payday ever because they gave me the toy, and like I, <laughs> I. I, I and obviously, like, what a way to start. And and then, of course, I realized shortly after just how hard this was going to be. And then over the years, I got very lucky. Like, I was never really catapulted. I was always just constantly working, but never catapulted into something that I couldn't really handle at the time. Um, wow. Which I'm grateful for. That's yeah.
1: guts, man. That's guts as a little nine-year-old right. calling mama's agent. Yeah, you know, that's hilarious. And then I mean, you, so you started getting some success right after that, right? It just from there, you, you kind of took off and started doing these movies, right? These little movies.
0: Yeah, like I started doing like TV, like movies of the week and commercials and all that. And then I booked my first big gig that, you know, was like really did change my life, which was called The Seeker: the Dark is Rising. And I was 13 years old. And I had a casting director in Vancouver really really vouched for me fox studios flew me out i did like 16 auditions for this part it was insane wait wait
1: wait 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 wait. did you come on seriously you did 16 auditions
0: I, i shit you not it was it was because i was so green and i was such a kid like they liked me a lot but they didn't know if i could do it um and i was up against like the kids who i would realize I would be up against for the next 10 years for stuff. You know, it was always the same group of people. And um, he'd book one job and i booked book the other. And it was like, um, but that movie was supposed to be like a like Harry Potter. That's what they had thought about it. Like, this will be the next Harry Potter. It was obviously, a, it was a big bomb for the studio, but it was an amazing experience. And after I booked the role, within a week, my mom and I were off to Romania and I, we shot there for three and a half months. And, you know, all along the way, she had... You know, at times when I didn't believe in myself, she always believed in me, and I really wouldn't have this career without my mom. She really was my my saving grace because she knew how badly I wanted to do it, and um, she supported me the whole way.
1: I saw a picture on your Instagram of you and your mother. I think it was at an airport or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of why this is like at the top of my mind because it was her birthday like a couple of days ago.
1: It was her birthday. Yeah, yeah. she's probably my age. <laughs>
0: Huh? <laughs> He's older
2: than you, don't worry.
1: Are you sure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I mean seriously, I'm fifty here. You could probably be my son. You could. Oh
0: my god.
1: Shit, you were almost my son at one point. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um no, that's that's insane. So you're you have this bond with your mom. She just pushed you through it. So, someone who really tried to discourage you in a way to not be in this cause she knew how hard it was and the whole business, how dirty it can be, and you were motivated, and you decided to do it, and then she was right there with you during the whole
0: thing. Yeah, without without a doubt. Da- oh, it's funny. Michael Malley's calling me right now from, from Heels. So. Michael
1: Malley created Heels, correct? Yes, tell, he him you, tell him you're doing an interview with Michael Rosenbaum. He put a song in the second episode of Heels, uh, our, one of our songs from my al- uh, album.
0: Are you serious? Yeah, you can what? hear it in the background.
1: It's kind of background music, but it's from my band Sunspin. Uh, it's 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 a it's actually a scene with Michael O'Malley at a table in a restaurant, and uh, uh, what is it called? Summertime neighbors playing in the background. I was I was pumped. I was like, "Thanks, dude." I had
0: no idea that you did music. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's completely different from yours, but I think you'll I think you'll appreciate. It. Hopefully, I don't know. It's it's not for everybody, but it's for some. And yeah, the band Sunspin, and you just go Alexander Ludwig, right? Yeah that's yeah. that's a bit do you get weird when you hear your music or you like hearing it um I mean when, around other people do you get kind of like nervous because I mean this is, look it's it's so country it sounds like it could be on the radio right now I mean it should be on the radio awesome. it sounds like something everybody in Indiana where I grew up would be listening to on the radio right now well, wgbf I, 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 yeah
0: I really really appreciate that it's um yeah like I'm like it fuck, I think I'm just that way I think I've realized that you know you I'm just that way with everything. And I think maybe a lot of artists are, it's just like, like you always feel like you can be better. You can be better. You can do better. So it's hard. It's hard sometimes to just sit back uh, and just appreciate what you have done. Um, right. What do you, what think, do
1: you, what do you think when you listen to that right now? What, what's the first thing that goes through your mind?
0: When I listened to that just there, I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that does sound pretty good. Pretty happy. But, uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I appreciate it. But, like you were also like pumping up my tires. So that was nice. It's, um, but, you know, like that, that how that all happened is just a true, true fluke. How, how? Was, Why? is that? You know? I, I realized that like, I, I've been writing music my whole life and, and I realized that um, I had this real short window of time to pursue it if I wanted to, right after I finished Vikings. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a shot at this. So I started hopping on planes, going to Nashville. I had no direction whatsoever. And I just started meeting whoever I could writing with whoever i could and i told them the same thing which was that you know this is not a vanity project for me like this is really my life and i and i want to do this as long as i can so i'm not expecting a record deal i'm not expecting anything i just want to keep coming back and um one you know about a year into me taking these plane these trips to nashville this this van came up to me um in the airport and said that they were big fans of lone survivor and they're like what are you doing going to Nashville? And I was like, Well, when I wasn't shooting Vikings on the weekends, I was in the studio recording a, a demo. Um, and you know, country music has always held a really close place in my heart. And I, I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, and I was like, You guys are obviously a band. Uh, who do you who do you play for? And they go, uh, Jason Aldean. Now, Jason is like one of the biggest country artists in the oh, world, yeah. uh, and somebody who I grew up listening to and who I love, and who has since become a really close friend. Um wow. and I I ended up sitting behind behind the band, behind Tully in specific, who's like uh Jason, he produces with Jason, he also plays bass for him. And I sit right behind him on the plane and we talked the entire way. So it was really a fluke. And by the end of it, we ended up working together. And then BMG caught on who signed Jason and um we got a meeting and uh signed the record deal and and uh, from my understanding, we're going to drop the album uh, this year, which will be great. So Is the album there,
1: done? Is the album done?
0: The album's done. Uh, I mean, I always want to keep. You know, you know me. Like I, I just, I always want to keep making it better. So it's never done until it's done. But right. yeah, we've got more than enough songs for the album. Does
1: he sure. sing on the album?
0: No, no. Um, Jason doesn't. But I mean, I, I, I mean, I would love to do something with Jason.
1: Yeah. yeah, but you—you you kind of said, has anybody ever told you you kind of have a little? There's there's a little uh, Kenny Chesney in there.
0: Yeah, have I you heard that? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I get that a lot, and that's obviously the greatest, the greatest compliment ever. Of course, I grew up to, I, I, you know, I grew up listening to Kenny, and I, I love him so much. And um, randomly, I ended up in the same kind of. Uh, everybody in Nashville knows each other, so um, you know, I started writing with a lot of the guys that wrote a lot of Kenny songs as well. And, um, you know, I'm a huge, massive fan of him. So that's, I mean, that's just nothing but a compliment. If I can be 10% as, uh, as great as he is, I'll, you know, I'll be happy. So.
1: So you're really going after it. You want to continue doing the acting as hard as you can and you want to have a music career.
0: That's what I said to the, the, the president of the label. I just said, man, like, I'm here for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere. And I, I, I love this, so uh, I believe that now is a very interesting time. Uh, more than ever, people can do both if they can manage their time properly. And I'm I'm fortunate to be in a place right now, like with my career, where I have a little, a little bit more say as, into like what my schedule looks like. Right. Uh, don't get me wrong. If one Scorsese called me up tomorrow, it's a different story. But but for the most part, you know we we have a we have a pretty good idea of what the year will look like, which means that I can be like okay. This is when I'm doing heels. This is when I'm going on tour. And then this is when I'm doing X, Y, or Z. So, um, you know, they were, they're on board. And, you know, it's, it's naive to think that it will happen any quicker than my, than my, uh, my acting. Like it's going to take you years and years and years, but it's okay. Cause I, you know, I love doing it.
1: All you need is one hit song, someone to support you, someone there to plug Three that song. Three minutes change your life. Man. Three minutes change your life. That should be a song. Yeah. Write a song called Three Minutes yeah. Will Change yeah, Your Life. Exactly. It sounds like me so, in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, uh, my my engineer just Ryan <laughs> didn't like it, or maybe he did. No, it, was really cool. <laughs> it was relatable. I think it's relatable <laughs> to everybody except porn stars. Um, did they put any songs of yours in heels?
0: No, they haven't. But there's one that we wrote that I love called "Rough Around the Edges" that um, I want to put in heels season two. And uh, Mike's all about it. We we're trying to find a spot for it, so. Um, when it
1: makes sense, we're in a here for sure. Inside of You is brought to you by Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Guys, Patreon, these people give back to the podcast, and it's an amazing community, and I message them after they join, and I love this. And if you're a patron, thank you. If you're joining, thank you. Uh, folks, if you enjoy the podcast, you love talking about episodes, you want to stay involved with the Inside of Your community, I highly suggest that you check out what we're doing on our Patreon. It's quickly turned into one of the coolest things I've been a part of over the last year, for sure. If you want to get early access to episode content... Check out the Patreon. If you want to interact with other fans of the show... Check out the Patreon. If you want to get exclusive access to have your questions asked during the show... Check out the Patreon. Heck, if you just love what we do and want to keep this train rolling... uh, Maybe check out the Patreon. Doesn't take much to get involved, and I'm there all the time chatting with folks and putting together live hangouts... I I literally would not be able to do this without my patrons. They really make this podcast possible. I love them. To get more involved in the community today, head over to patreon.com slash inside of you. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash inside of you. And I will see you there soon. Dude, you're so open. You know, in 2019, you disclosed a whole bunch of stuff like personal, like you were, you know, you went through depression, anxiety, which a lot of people on this show talk about like Zach Levi has come out with, you know, his mental well-being and and Stephen Amell has come on and talked about it. I mean, is that something that you're comfortable talking about, about like, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety and, and substance abuse and all that shit? Or is it something no, you get? Could- no,
0: absolutely. It's funny. Actually, my mom, when I signed on to do heels, my mom called me and was like, Hey, like, I didn't realize that Steven has been open about some of this stuff, Like that's crazy. And then we bonded over that, you know, um, like I basically went through like a really, really rough time. And I mean, it was bad. It wasn't like, you know, like it starts off just like, you know, you're hanging out with friends and everything's fine. And then you realize that there's something like inside of you that's, you know, that you're kind of just trying to hide. And, um, I ended up long story short, like I ended up checking myself into rehab for like 50 days in Arizona. And I just was like, I'm going to lose my, my career or even worse my life if I don't get this together. And like, I want to be a good father and a good husband and a good friend. And and I'll be none of those if I don't get myself in check. So that was an incredible experience. And one of the greatest experiences of my life, um, and, uh, yeah, man, it's been, it's been a hell of a journey and it's really crazy to be on the other side of it. I mean, it's never done, but, um, having people reach out now that are my friends or people I look up to, uh, for help. And you realize just how wide this is. I mean, right. you know, I lost a friend to addiction, uh, six days ago. Wow. So, yeah, it's like, I'm sorry. You know, you know, it was heartbreaking, man. He was 22 years old and such a good kid. And it's just like, there's no reason why that, that shouldn't have been me. And um,
1: Because you were that bad.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I would go missing for days. And like it was, you know, I just think I had a lot of demons. I had to really – the hardest part is like I think you, you medicate with whatever you have and whether it's drugs or alcohol and, um, and suddenly when you get sober, it's a really scary period in your life because what was your higher power for lack of a better word, what you would turn to whenever you were feeling, you know, down or, or out um, it's not there anymore. And now you got to actually like deal with these issues so there's no magic. I always tell people who are like struggling with addiction, like there's no magic pill. Like you have to really want this. Like you have to really want a better life, but there yeah. is a better life. I mean, you know, I've been sober for almost 4 years and and it's it's um it's remarkable how much the universe can reward you in ways you've never expected when you finally decide to love yourself.
1: Yeah. That's the hardest thing in the world. I've talked about it before is loving yourself. It sounds so cliche and like you got to love yourself before you can love someone else but you know it's it's fucking true it's true and it's hard to love yourself I mean it's it seems like of course you should love yourself everybody loves themselves but like really answering that in front of a mirror when you're alone is a different story and I've been I've struggled with that I've you know I don't know you know I definitely have my demons and insecurities and thoughts of like you know they're gonna find you out you're not really that good you're not really that you know and not and being so hard on myself. So lately, I've, lately, I say the last couple of years, I went to a treatment center too, but it wasn't, it wasn't for substance abuse. It was just, I felt like completely lost, completely just lost. And my friends were all surprised when I said, I'm going someplace for three weeks and uh, I just need to clear my head. And they're like, uh, cause I'm always the guy who organizes sports and activities for everybody and has people over the house. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I just got to do this for me. And it was amazing going there because it was cathartic is the word, because you go there and I I felt like nothing could help me. And then you start to talk to people who you feel like really care about you. And you start to let out these emotions that you never thought you had, that you never thought things from the past affected you. And it's kind of like cleaning shop. It's like, hey, man, I got to take care of my body. It's like, you know, mental health and, and therapy is just as important as, working out and all these other things, they, they go hand in hand in a lot of ways. And so I get it, not loving yourself. That's a, did you learn in those 50 days to love yourself?
0: I learned like tools. I think that like, I think that loving yourself, it's so much deeper. It's definitely something that you like, it's an active, you know, every day, you know, comes with its own, its own struggles. And some days are easier than others, you know, but Um, I certainly realized what the issues, uh, that were, that were kind of influencing this, uh, the, this feeling I had about myself were and, and, and how, and, and what I could do to kind of start addressing it, you know? And, um, like, like you talked about being the guy who, you know, that what you did is like the hardest thing. Like that is the hardest thing, like to leave for even three weeks, like that, like Most people never give themselves that, you know, that's, that is a, like, that is so brave to just be like, look, I have an, I have an issue. And I'm, again, this is what I always say to people that are stuck in it is like, you, it is not your fault that you are an addict, or that something happened to you, or that you were beaten, or that, you know, whatever happened to you as a kid happened. But it is your fault if you do nothing about it, because your life is entirely your responsibility. And that's essentially what it is in rehab is it's just, you learn to take responsibility for your own life and for the person that you are and the person you want to be. And, um, you know, I, I I always say like, I wish everybody could experience a version of it because you realize like I was in, I was in there with homeless people who had just come off the streets, um, with nothing, and we're coming off meth to billionaires who had invented world changing technologies. And it was like, it, it did not matter who you were or what you did. Everybody had the same issue and everybody, we all bonded over the fact that we were trying to get better. And that was, that was a really, really special time.
1: Wow. Well, I commend you for, for opening up and talking about it because no, it's, you know, it's, a, it's something that I, I, I love hearing stories and it just, if anything, it's going to help somebody else out there. They're like, how, how, wait, that's, this that's guy, why I
0: love talking about It's like, I remember like well, part of what really helped me get through it too, was like, I started like doing some deep digging into like, is, am I alone here? Like, is there, yeah. are there other, and then I started realizing realize, oh my God, like he's sober, he's sober, he's sober. I'm like, shit, like like I got nothing to hide. Like I'd rather just live my truth. and
1: You know, what is it? What is it you do now? Like in terms of like, if you're anxious or you feel that feeling coming on and you're like, you think about that, it's almost like withdrawing from cigarettes. You know, I know what's going on. You're like, I just need a cigarette. I just need one. I just need you let it. And all of a sudden it will pass. That will pass. Is that what happens? Those feelings just slowly pass and you, you, you distract yourself with something healthy. Yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, a lot of it is like they always in, in AA they always talk about like, halt. it's like, You hungry, angry, lonely, tired, thirsty, like checking with all of those first. It's so true. Like so many, so much, so much of the time. And like, I want to, want to drink or whatever. Like it's one of those. And then, um, it's just really like meditation is, is really important. It's something I need to like sobriety is truly like a game of, uh, it's an early man's game. It's a game of just like being accountable and being like, okay, I'm going to meditate today. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat healthy. So, when I'm not doing those things, is when I feel myself getting into trouble. And COVID was a really, really tough time for a lot of people. Um, yeah, obviously, um, especially people I knew who were struggling with um, addiction because there was th- your community you kind of lost. You know, it's like that idea of like going to meetings and doing all that. So I really felt for a lot of people, um, through that. But, um, yeah, for me, it's just, it, it's just a, every day is, it's, it's, it's a new day. It's a beautiful day. And it's comes with its own challenges, you know, but we're just lucky to be here.
1: Is it, are you more apt to say, yeah, kind of like myself a little more than I used to? I mean, is that safe to say or
0: without a doubt? Oh my God, man. Like I'm a better husband, brother, you know, friend It's like, it's night and day. Um, I'm still the same guy, and I just think that so much of my identity was—I was, was never—I was never an asshole. Like I was always nice to people, but I think so much of my identity came from taking care of others, whether it was hosting everybody at a party yeah. right? or or being the guy, yep. right? Like that was the thing, and then you—then I realized, man, this is like serving everyone but me, and like I'm not. Like, this is all ego driven. It's not, this is not how I want my life to be. Like, I want to grow as a human being, not just stay here, you know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, you're absolutely right. Sometimes you got to, the most important thing is you take care of you. If you can't, you can't take care of anybody else until you take care of yourself. That's for sure. All right. This is called, uh, shit talking with Alexander Ludwig. And right. these are, these are fast if you want, or you can answer them any way you want, but these are from my patrons. These are people who follow the podcast, give back to the podcast. So they had some questions for you and you could just, you know, spit them out. Able, yep. able F. If you could create a spinoff of a character, you did not play in your career. What? Who would but it, I did play in my career? I guess so. Yeah, that's it. Play. What would it be? And what would that pilot look like?
0: And it would be, it would be about, uh, Björn iron said for sure because there's so much to that character that we didn't get to explore on vikings um i wish we did a whole season in africa because he went to we filmed in morocco for like a week but that there's a whole season there that that could have been just vikings in africa which i think is so fascinating and you shaved
1: your head too you shaved your head for vikings didn't you yeah I mean, not many people shave their head. I shaved my head for Smallville. You shaved your head for Vikings. Yeah, that's true. We got that in common. Yeah, we got that in common. Uh, you know, it's
0: crazy, man. Too like I, I just the world is so. I'm sure you've had these experiences too. But one thing I love about this industry, like I grew up like watching Smallville. Like <laughs> I grew up watching you. you no, know, I did. It. And it's right. like it's so crazy now to be like, man, like we know each other. It's just it's so funny how small this industry becomes. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah joey l how intense was it learning the fighting scenes on vikings
0: it it, you know the learning them wasn't as hard as like doing them because um when you're like it's more like learning a dance and choreography but um we had like some of the fight scenes we had more extras than than they had on braveheart and like literally i'll never forget one of my favorite experiences like we were I was leading the charge. This one army, we probably had like 600 people. And then on the other side, there were like 600 people and like 50 something horses. And we had to run into each other. And like, I felt like, do you remember that scene in Bowfinger when they're like, yeah, like, uh, hey man, like run, run, run over the freeway. Like they're all paid, they're all paid stunt actors. You'll be fine. I was like, so like are we just supposed to dodge these horses They're like yeah we're like awesome let's go and literally like you have these horses within like five feet of you galloping oh. past you as you clash into another group of people like shit like that we're just like when? <laughs> what is my life right now that sounds dangerous as shit oh yeah oh yeah
1: michelle k what is up with you in the number seven?
0: Oh good uh good question i i don't know i was i was born on may 7th i weighed seven pounds and seven ounces born seven minutes to seven which i think is pretty cool
1: wow I'm, my, yeah. my birthday's 7 11 so i'm always about 7 and 11 so i, I yeah. understand it i understand little lisa what has been your favorite scene you've done with steven amell on heels was it that one scene you were telling me about where you guys go balls out
0: yeah that that just from like just from a personal perspective that was probably it was just such a, such a great bonding experience for us. So, and what yeah. was
1: that, at the end of season one? The, the end, the uh, end uh, of what? the season. Was actually the last there. episode? No. It was only one yeah. season, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Betsy D, loved everything you've been in, from Hunger Games to Vikings to National Champions. You're amazing. However, your music is also fantastic. Loved Let Me Be Your Whiskey. We'll be hearing more from you soon. Now, you sort of answered that, but uh, it sounds like we're going to hear a lot more from you.
0: Man, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It is. Uh, I just um, makes me so happy that people are loving it. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not positive, but I'm almost, but I'm pretty certain that we're releasing the album next year. Again, it, it, at one point it becomes the labels call. So I'm just waiting to hear exactly when. Right. But
1: uh, Isn't it crazy to say I have a label? Isn't that cool?
0: Dude, dude, it's surreal. Surreal.
1: And have you played live a lot or are you going to start playing? Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I, I played, um, I played a show, uh, in Nashville, um, a couple months ago, I opened up for, um, Easton Corbin in Georgia and Douglas, just, just, just to get my feet wet and just, you know, Were you nervous as shit? The Easton Corbin one was more nervous. It was like a thousand people. And like, I, it was like my first time playing with my, my guitar. So that was a little bit more nerve wracking. Um, but the one that I played in Nashville was just a freaking blast and Jason played after too. So that was awesome.
1: You wear cowboy boots?
0: I wear my boots. I don't know. If, I wouldn't call them. I would just say boots. I wouldn't say that they're like straight up cowboy boots, but they're the boots. Yeah.
1: I like it. Lisa yeah. H. What's it like working with Dwayne, the rock Johnson? I met him once. He was really sweet, but nice or scary or intense. What is it?
0: No. Amazing. Amazing. That, that's another example of somebody who is just a consummate professional and just a really, really good human being. I mean, Dwayne, I, when I did um, bad boys, I, I, I emailed him and I just asked like, what he does when he works out because they ask me to put on a stupid amount of weight so quickly. Um, and he sent me a whole workout plan. You know, he's that like wow. the guy is one of the busiest people on the planet. And it's like, you don't have to do that. So no, he's an amazing, amazing guy.
1: That's awesome. David H. Last question. Whose mentorship have you gotten the most from so far?
0: Um The first people that come to mind for me are, Travis film and, and, and Gustav skarsgard I'd say Gustav a lot in my life. He's a brother to me and you know, he's also sober and he's, he's just a, such a special human. And then Travis, uh, is also one of my best friends, but he introduced me to my now acting coach, Ivana. And, um, he's, he's just been a, a, a really, really big part of my life as well. Yeah.
1: Last question. I know I said last question, but, uh, I know you just told Michael Rosenbaum on your podcast that everyone was really cool that you've worked with, but really Rob Schneider in Grown Ups, are you sure?
0: <laughs> I actually, I, I never met Rob because I was in the second one. Um, and, I, and maybe he, I don't even remember if he was in the second one, um, but I, I never, I've never met him before. Really? I'll tell you, Sandler is, is one of the best people.
1: Did he, did he give you the Sandler yell? Runway from the love of God.
0: Oh yeah. 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 And he actually he actually called me a couple of months ago to congratulate me on the on the music. You know, talk about another awesome dude.
1: Awesome dude. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's amazing.
0: Good dude. Yeah, Sandler.
1: Jennifer Lawrence, man, that used to be my biggest crush ever. Did you crush on her? Were you like totally enamored by her? That's <sighs> like, a no. That's a no. You weren't. You were busy working.
0: Yeah. Like I, I, I loved her. Like she was so great, but like Jen and I only ever worked for like 10 days together. Cause, um, a lot of our scenes weren't together until the end. Um, but she was such a sweetheart and so talented and, um,
1: so funny, right.
0: So funny. just so great. But I would never say, I wouldn't say that we made it to that like stage of, you know, friendship where, you know, I just felt like we didn't even know each other that well, you know, um, Towards, towards the end, we definitely became a little closer, but like I, I, we really didn't work together that much.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, last but not least, what's, what's coming up. You got the music coming up. You got heels season two coming up that you're going to be filming. Anything else?
0: If scheduling permits, I'm going to be going to Spain, uh, to shoot a, uh, a Guy Ritchie film, uh, with, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And I, I, it's really called, cool. It's called the, the interpreter. Um, so, I'll be going to do that, which I'm really, really excited
1: about. Wow. Did you have to audition for it? I just got an offer.
0: No, I, re- I read for that.
1: Did yeah. you have my, 16 auditions?
0: No, no, just one.
1: Really? Just one audition? That was it? You nailed it? Are you really good at memorizing lines and, and all that shit?
0: I mean, good, good enough. Like, I, I think I've done it enough that I don't put too much. Um, like, I just, I, I always believe in preparation, right? So, it's like if I prepared enough by the time we end up doing it, it's like I just, I can just let it go and not really worry about anything. Have you met, I think taking me that stuff personally, you know, like for me, like I'm never there to get a job. I'm there to give a performance. Nice. You know, but, and I think that that just, that mentality is, it's certainly well, Brian, that's, I'm also stealing that from Brian and He wrote that in his book and it's a, it's a fucking genius uh, quote.
1: Wow. Well, dude, this has been great. I hope you had a good time. Yeah.
0: Dude, I did, man. It's so good, so good talking to you.
1: Yeah, this is great. It was really great. Hopefully we can get together sometime. I told Steven get me a part on heels. I want to, you know, come down and wrestle Dude, with you guys. I would love
0: that. <laughs> I mean for sure. they I mean, I would imagine that they're gonna build that they're gonna build that uh, that uh, that show out. So yeah. some cool characters. So. That's gotta be
1: exciting season two, because they put a lot of money and a lot of promotion into that. You worked with Pete Siegel. I love Pete. Pete still they owes too. Pete still owes me a role. He promised his yeah. wife's my dentist and a uh, great dentist to oh, be man. a dentist. Yeah. I Linda. heard that.
0: I see she's telling me that. Like, Pete, I don't even live in LA. Like, <laughs> I would totally go see your wife.
1: She's beautiful and she's awesome. Yeah. She's been my dentist oh. forever and she's like a, a a mom to me. She's she's really awesome. Awesome. Hey. I went to
0: college with his daughter and she's amazing. So I can only imagine that. that uh, her mom is awesome
1: good so. family good family all right dude well all my love i wish you the okay. best i'm excited for you i'm gonna keep listening to the music and uh thanks for allowing me to be inside of you man
0: yeah <laughs> thanks for being inside of me come back inside anytime
1: anytime man. you got it all right buddy
0: see you brother see you, man.
1: i mean you can't really knock the guy can you i uh-huh. mean he's gorgeous <laughs> he's got a fantastic body he can act he can play music you can't hate the guy. He's got a lot of
2: a lot of pluses. He's got a as lot as far of pluses. as dudes go. He's doing all right. Yeah. He's
1: doing all right and I wish him the best. Thank you for being on the podcast, buddy. And um yeah, he was uh he was easy to talk to. He's just a genuine guy. I really feel like I'm talking to a dude, just a regular guy who just wants to chat and there's not any you know, preconceived or you know, this is the bullshit that people can carry and mm-hmm. kind of present so i appreciate that uh also if you want to join patreon the people who are helping the podcast go to patreon.com slash inside of you i love you patrons i'm going to read your names off the top patrons get their names read off at the end of each show i appreciate it but join patreon patreon.com slash inside i'll write you a message right after go to the inside of you online store for great merch and the uh sunspin.com store for band merch and zooms if you want to zoom with me i'm also on the cameo I, I do the cameo.
2: You do the cameo? I do the cameo. You do the cameo. Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody's doing it.
2: Never-
1: <laughs> I mean, everybody's doing it. Why can't I do it? <laughs> um, Good fun. Yeah. Did you have a good week, though?
2: Yeah. An okay week.
1: Yeah. Are you working a
2: lot? Yeah. Working a lot. And do you like it? Yeah. I mean, I have things to look forward to in the nights. You know, I got a soccer league going and I got. At, uh, isn't
1: that? Doesn't that help so much? Oh, that's great. It really takes something at, like. It's a release. I'm, I'm playing ice hockey a little bit now.
2: and I, I was always a big sports person growing up, and just They'd to try. have them available to you. I like being a part of team, and then it's exercise, and it's... We were
1: shut down for a while with this pandemic, and now at least we can do some things that we love to do, and I didn't realize how much I appreciated them until now. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, just you know, hanging out with your buds and... Playing something competitive and just for an hour and a half and sweating it out and
2: what a team sports are a blessing because you get you get the physical activity and the hangout yeah. like in one go. In one go. Yeah. You
1: gotta start softball again. Yes. What's better, what's a good day for you? Saturdays or Sundays? Saturdays.
2: Okay. I remember
1: that. Yeah. Let's read the top patrons. These are the top patrons that give uh the most back to the podcast. I really appreciate them. And here we go. Nancy D. Leah. Uh F. S. Correct. (laughs) Sorry, Leah. Nailed it. Sarah V. Little. Lisa. U. Kiko. Jill. E. Brian. D. H. Correct. Nico. P. Robert. Smigel. No. (laughs) Robert. W. No. B. Correct. And now Jason. W. Correct. Kristen. K. Amelia. O. Allison. L. L. Raj. C. Joshua. D. CJ. P. Jennifer. N. Stacy. L. Jen. B. S. Jamal. F. Correct. Janelle. B. Roger. Rabbit. I'm, 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 S. Correct. Kimberly God. E. Mike E. Eldon Supremo. 99 more. Ramirez Santiago M. Chad W. Leanne. B. Correct. Janine R. Maya P. Maddie S. Belinda N. Chris H. Dave H. Spider Man. Chase. Sheila. G. Brad. D. Ray. Ray. H. Correct. Tabitha. T. Tom. N. Liliana.
2: M. m, N.
1: A. A. Michelle. K. mundo. Talia M. Betsy. I called you out on this last one. You didn't get it right. Betsy. D. Correct. You got it. it. Chad L. Rochelle. Marion. Meg K. Trav. L. Dan N. Big Stevie W, Angel M, and C, Corey K, Super Sam, Coleman G, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Cody R, Gavinator, David C, John B, Brandy D, Yavor, Camille S, The C, Joey, Pants, Joey M. All right. Hi, Joey M, Willie F, Christina E, Adelaide N, Omar I, Lena N, Eugene and Leah, Chris P, Corey, Patricia, Heather L, Jake B. Got a few left here. Try to remember these. James B, think James Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobbit. Bobbit. Bob like it. Lorena.
2: Bobbit. <sniffs> Pull Ed. it. Ed.
1: Huh? Ed. Asner. Ed A. Ed A. <laughs> Ed A. Mike. Abole. A Ab- ball Ab- 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 F mm-hmm. Joshua B. Mm-hmm. Cause he's cool. Tony G, Sean R. Megan T. Mel S, Orlando C, Annie, John B, Caroline R, Darren B, Rob E. We love you all. Thanks, patrons. I appreciate it. Thanks for spending um, an hour with us. Um, Ryan and I really appreciate that I do Yeah, thanks for allowing me to be inside of you All of you And until next time From the Hollywood Hills in California I'm Michael Rosenbaum i uh, Brian Tails <laughs> That's Dan. Brian. Brian. <laughs> yeah. We love right. you guys And uh, thanks. thanks for tuning in I, It really means a lot to me Go uh, get people to subscribe, will you? And most importantly Be good to get yourself Get vaccinated oh. Be good to yourself, okay. what'd you say?
2: I said get vaccinated
1: uh, well, like, you know. <laughs>
2: just be good to yourself. We'll
1: see you next week.